Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, he said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Gate 7 International. I'm Costa. I'm alone today. Labro is chilling in Lefkada, having a nice dinner. Aris is in Kalimnos, trying to get his son to sleep. Here I am by my Jays after a bore draw performance today, nil-nil against Asteras Tripolis in the second fixture of this year's Greek Super League. I'm here with you for at least the next hour. Maybe Ari will join me as well. Maybe Labro will make a guest appearance for five minutes to come on for a good old rant. So stay tuned. We're here, your favourite international Olympiacos fans. Gate 7 International by the fans, for the fans, for another episode. Here we go. Now, guys, before we get into it, we did it. We effing did it. We got to 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much, each and every one of you joining live today, joining later on. Whenever you're listening to this, we did it, guys. 2,000 subs. We broke it on YouTube. This wouldn't be possible without you guys. It it really is quite overwhelming for us that we've managed to reach this milestone. Uh, again, nothing but but thanks and a promise that we will continue getting better and better, improving the content, doing new things, more vlogs, more live commentary, more exclusive content. Thank you again for all the support, guys, um, from on behalf of everyone. Comments already coming in. Andrea, Ebene Costa. Yes, Andrea, thanks for joining, mate. It's going to be a tough season, says Jorgos Calgas. Sparos, what the F was that match today? Fetanos, I should just show 10 minutes of today's game. The baby will fall asleep in the first minute. Sparos says, congrats on the 2K. Thank you, sir. From one of the first, one of the first fans, I think, that's been following this show for as long as we've been here, just under two years, I think. Romans Bernidis, another good friend, tuning in from Russia. Shame on those who decided to keep it at Abi for two more years. Are we going to suffer for that for two years? We'll get into that, my friend. Uh, Jan said he was going to fall asleep. And some people are talking about FIFA 23. Jorgos uh, Vlachos says, Hi, Costa from Australia. El Arabi is out of form. Or is his psychology down? <laughs> you know... Um, I'm a Tottenham fan as well, and we've always had this thing with Harry Kane and his performances in August not being so great. It's not really applicable this year, but it's there's kind of a parallel to be drawn there in a the sense that El Arabi has always been a striker that it takes him some time to get started. Um, he's, he's, he's yeah, slow start for him. We'll get into it, guys, because I've said my opinion about El Arabi before. I don't think we should have renewed his contract. I think we should have had the next player ready to come in. If you're a team that's prepared, that has you know, forward-thinking uh, strategy, I think we would have already identified his um, 
in an ideal world, we would have already identified his replacement. So we'll get into that, guys. Um, I want let, to let, let's talk about the game. So let, let's get straight into it. So we said nil nil. I think uh, I think the easy thing to say is is that after a game like this, we look at it and say we drop points already in the second game. Oh no, Banathana of course has won another game. They're at six points. We're at four. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Okay. So we know that the managers walked into an impossible situation here. By no means am I saying that I enjoyed today's today's game. Um, but we need to put things into perspective again. And at the risk of sounding repetitive, the managers walked into an impossible situation. The situation he's inherited is, I can't remember worse, honestly. And I've said it before, the man does not have a magic wand to come in and change things from one day to another. He's not Gandalf the White in Lord of the Rings with a cavalry of Rahiram at his back ready to dispatch the hordes of Mordor. Okay, for those of you that watched Lord of the Rings that understood that reference. You can't just click and everything goes back to normal. Olympiakos pumping teams three, four, five goals each game. And we've said it before in this show before. It's the key word this season is patience because of mistakes that were made. We hear... Some Greek reporters on the radio saying now that it was a mistake that Martin stayed, that Martin stayed after winning the league. Maybe should have gone earlier. Anyway, there are positives and negatives to take from today's game, not just negatives. We shouldn't just look at the negatives today. OK, let me explain why. Looking at the lineup today. It was positive. Think of it this way. What would Martins have done today? He would have gone with a 4-3-3, probably. Something like that. No, no number 10 as such, even though we're still discovering Philip Zinkenagel's capabilities in that position. We started with a formation with one defensive midfielder, and, and Jan is a progressive-minded defensive midfielder, Juan, uh, Inbom Huang at the eight, and Zinkanagel. Now, Corboran is trying to turn this around, but he needs help. He needs reinforcements. We're screaming for quality in terms of the final third, because what I saw today was a team that tried to control the game away from home in a stadium, in an away game against Asteras, where traditionally over the years we have struggled there. Yeah, it's not an easy place to go. We played a high line. We basically had only Cisse and Usainu Bar playing on the halfway line and Oleg Rebchuk and and Avila way up high, almost like you'd see Liverpool just both the wing-backs pinned onto the touchlines. So we played a really high line, guys. And if there's one thing we saw with Martins and, and that team, one of the problems that we had was stopping counterattacks and defensive transition. But what we saw today was a lot of situations where we've held on to the ball. We've had 
70% uh, possession at times during the first half, the second half. But yeah, we haven't converted or in the first half, we didn't get into good positions. But uh, I take the positive that if you look at the midfield trio, the ball was moving forward. It wasn't moving sideways like we'd be, like we'd become used to with the previous manager. The ball was moving forward and Bilal likes to play the ball forward. Juan, he always, whenever he receives the ball, he opens up his body to look forward, to create angles, to look for diagonal balls. So those are positives. But the problem is that even if you have those players in midfield that can play the ball forward, when your best winger, your best option right now on the wing as a pure winger is Lazar Adjelovic, because Gary Rodriguez is, is more fragile than glass. That's what we have. Masuras isn't an out-and-out -out winger. I've said it a thousand times before. And El Arabi is deformé. Like the guy is not in shape. Not in, he's out of form, struggles to, to control the ball, to hold it up well. His hold-up play was pretty abysmal today. He had a few few of those flashes where he held up the ball, turned and got a shot away. Some brave defending from the Asteras defenders that blocked some shots that were going towards goal, has to be said. But it's we need quality up front. We need the quality up front. So for me, our midfield actually looks looks pretty good. Now we are severely lacking quality in the final third. Um, so that's my that's my view. And I'm not just trying to paint a rosy picture here. Okay, like I don't think it's time already second fixture of the Super League to paint everything black. Okay. Now, I've ranted on for five, ten minutes, however long. I owe it to you to, to look at the comments and see what you guys are saying. And actually, as I said, going to be here for at least an hour. I'm dropping the link into the chat. If anyone wants to come on and have a chat, say whatever you want to say. This platform is for you guys, for us to talk. If you want to talk in Greek as well, uh, you've got me today, so we can flip to Greek as well. No problems at all. The link's in, in the chat. Don't be shy. Get on here. Come talk to me. TF91 says, hi, Costa. Congratulations for the 2K subs. I was saying yesterday as well that you guys are the best boys for Olympiacos. I hope you reach hundreds of thousands of subs one day. Thanos, thank you very much, Thanos, my friend. That is Greatly appreciated. 100,000 subs might take a long time, but we'll we'll keep plugging away. And with the help of you guys, I'm sure we'll get there. Do like and subscribe, guys, if you haven't done so already. If you enjoy the content today, if you enjoy the other stuff, the deep dives, the scout reports, the vlogs. Check out the vlogs if you haven't done so already, guys. There are at least four or five up there now and more coming, okay? If you haven't checked out those vlogs, those are, those are good fun. All right, back to back to this. Yorgos Pap, well, we need a player who can dribble. Masura, Zinka, and Rajelovic can't win one-on-one. Uh, one one. Yes, yes. And we're going to talk about transfers, my friends. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the game and, and what we what we saw. Like, drop drop your comments in the chat, guys. I know, I know everyone wants to talk about transfers and everyone's impatient. I'm impatient. There are a few days left. 
and and what we've managed to bring in so far recently at least is is Panayotis Retos and Costas Fortunis coming back and I'm pleased for both of them uh they're Greek players I I really loved Panos Retos when he when he broke um when he broke onto the scene from the first moment I saw him I I really I really like what I saw um I'm not I'm not bigging myself up here but we're talking about a player that has ball playing ability that's really has a strong mentality throws himself into in, into tackles i really liked him before we sold him but I, we we know he's another gamble he's another gamble this summer after we sold him he's had lots of injury trouble i really really hope that this guy can can come back and reboot his career he deserves it he looks like a really good kid 24 years old now he's not a kid anymore it's an opportunity for him it's a risk it's a risk because of his history, but again, it's one of those where, okay, he's coming in for free. So uh, I know it is what it is, guys. And, and like I said, we will get into get into the transfers. And if he can manage to stay fit, I think it's a massive transfer. Fortunis, we've loved him over the years. I think Olympiacos fans everywhere have a special relationship with Costa. Whether we have our grievances with him as well, sometimes he doesn't turn up to the big games, particularly in Europe. Now he's coming back with two ACL injuries, uh, hasn't had a proper preseason. So when can we really expect Costas to start playing? And, and these are the names that are being put out in the media now as, you know, we brought Costas back. We're bringing uh, Panos Retos back. The two South Koreans, uh, Bom Huang, from what we've seen, from the little that we've seen, it looks like a player. The other one today, we haven't seen enough. Hopefully, both of them can really make a difference. For us, we need those players that can make a difference in the first team. But as I said, we're severely lacking up front. And we'll talk about some of the names, um, some of the names that have been in the media as well later on in the segment. Okay, so no worries there. And Nolan says, so us are one-on-one. If you buy Xerso Palacios, they'll be the only one who's extreme. So they can't see much, but I'm going to um, I didn't watch the Panathinaikos game, buddy, but I did see Palacios' goal yesterday. Very nice goal. Um, nice ball from, from Perez, diagonal ball over the top, took it down with his chest and flushed it across goal. Um, I, I, I tend to agree with you with the little that I've seen, but then again, it's not really much to compare Palacios to our best winger right now, which is Lazar Acelovic. So um, I don't think that's very difficult to be better than our wingers right now. Fetana says, El Arabi will start scoring. I would be worried if he didn't get any chances, but he's creating and, and getting them. Yeah, still don't think it's good enough. Uh, interesting name. <laughs> I don't understand why Zinkanagul is always in the starting 11. There are so many better players, in my opinion. Uh, look, I, I have to say, I think, I think Zinkanagul, I want to say it's too early for us to judge him. For a number of reasons, at Nottingham Forest, he was playing in a different system. He's playing in a system where he had essentially two forwards playing in front of him and two wing backs that were bombing up and down the field. Down the left-hand side, he had someone like Max Lowe and then uh, Jed Spence breaking down the right-hand side and Brennan Johnson. So it was a very different system that he was used to. He basically could do anything and go anywhere in that Forest system as uh, almost like a trequartista, 
you'd see him often kind of coming over to the left and taking the ball and it's just he, he needs he needs time to adjust he's come into a very difficult situation he looked very frustrated today when he came off the, when he came off as a sub uh, equally, I think in the last game against Apollon, some people were telling me that he was screaming on the bench, like, why, why, why? I do agree that his set pieces, I thought, were atrocious today. I thought his um, his execution from the corners and the free kicks that he took were really, really poor. But you do see some flashes of quality with um, with Philip in his his ability to play the ball with one touch. So he releases the ball quickly. He's, a, he's an intelligent player. And... I do think he is a little like Masuras in the sense that they're both system players. If we're expecting Zinkanagel to be that player that takes that ball and, and runs at people and, and creates for himself and scores goals like Rivaldo and Fortunis in his prime, etc., I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's what that's what we're expecting from from Philip Zinkanagel. Um, and we spoke to a journalist from the Athletic that follows Nottingham Forest. Go and check that interview out uh, for those of you in your spare time. If you're up for it, go and check that out. That was a really good, um, a really good interview, and we we learned a lot about about Philip Zinconago and what to expect from that interview with Phil. Uh, I think it was um, Phil Taylor from the Athletic. So those are my thoughts on on Zinconago for now. I, I do expect more, and and hopefully when this team does start to gel. I think he's a he's going to be a valuable squad player, and I do expect, and we can record this segment and we can talk about it at the end of the year. I expect Philip Zinconago to have scored ten goals and ten assists minimum by the end by the end of this season. So let's we'll revisit that at the end of the season. Akoma theorume de formaris ma afto to pragma meton el Arabi lei o Kevin Milaras Milara. I don't know if you joined, uh, I think you joined a little bit later after we started. So I said already, I he's a player that always starts slow every season. Again, being repetitive, I think both I and Ari and pretty much everyone on this show could say we were against this. We were against this renewal. In an ideal world, we would have liked to identify another striker replacement and that's no disrespect to Youssef Al Arabi who's given us goals galore the last three seasons pretty much single-handedly helped get us the title last season in Greece even though a lot of goals last season were penalties let's not forget I think our our best performer last year that was you know in non-penalties was was Masuras I think Al Arabi had nine penalties or something last season in the Greek Super League but I also said this a couple of episodes ago. Let's expect, well, let's, let's take as a scenario that, yes, Lalabi has started very slow this season. Hopefully, he gets into the swing of things. He gets his fitness, he gets his sharpness back, and he starts to bang in the goals again. But we've brought in Weijo Huang, who's likely going to be our number one striker this season. Well, that's probably what's been promised to him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have come all the way here. Remember, he had some had some hesitation to come to Greece. He's probably had some assurances. I think that having the luxury of El Arabi on the bench could be crucial in terms of winning the league this season. 
Because if you look at the other teams and the options they have on the bench as their second choice striker, they definitely don't have El Arabi on the bench or somebody of that quality. So that's the only that's the only thing I'll say about El Arabi besides the negative stuff and you know how we've said it was a mistake to pay this guy two, two and a half million, which financially and given his role, yeah, it's not ideal. But it is what it is, and now and now he's there. And we're going to have him there for at least another year. It's a two-year contract. Nobody knows what's going to happen next summer. Hell, nobody knows what's going to happen maybe in January after the World Cup. Maybe somebody comes looking for him. We'll see. Now, I told you that I'm alone at the beginning of this episode, but it's highly likely that somebody might want to come on and have a rant for five minutes, or that somebody else might have managed to get his kids to sleep. And there's Ari. What's Ari up, Costa? How are you doing? Uh, not too much. Listen, I I totally messed up when putting Mikhali to bed, dude. All I had to do was put the game on. 15 <laughs> minutes of the that, first actually. half. Are you serious? Somebody actually said that. Yeah, I think Fetanos was like, oh, tell him to put the game on. And <laughs> That's what I did. After It took about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes in the first half, and he was out. And he was out. It speaks a lot, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a rough game. There is a there is a statistic I want to put out though, or a couple of things. Uh, I, I'm sure you already went over some of the pros and cons that we put up on social media. Um, and what I also want to remind everybody is that the last two times we played Astetas last season, both times we beat them, right? The first time we beat them was also away in Kolkotroni. And we beat them with two goals with from only two shots on target. We actually had half the number of opportunities that we had in this game alone. And I'm going to venture a guess and say that when I see the stats populate and when I see the XG for you know the opportunities that were created, that it's also going to be a lot less than what we had this, this past evening. So I just want to remind everyone, even when we beat them five to one, we had less opportunities against them than we did tonight. Less corners, less offensive movement. And I just double checked all of this all while I was trying to put Mikhail to bed. So just some food for thought. So because uh, on those positives uh, in the social media post, we, it was discussed about the movement that was getting forward better instead of just lateral, things like that, uh, and the ability to, to stop the counters, because Asteras has made us pay in the past sometimes off their counterattacks, specifically when they involve uh, Mr. Mr. Eagle, Mr. Bald Eagle Barales. So he's, he's made us pay a couple of times, and we stifled them. They had one shot on target all game today. That counts for something, doesn't it? I'm not going to say that it was the best performance ever. Like I just said, I used it to put my son to sleep. But an important positive for me, important takeaways, all things considered. No, I think you're, it's, it's great that you're adding basically to what I've said earlier today um, mm -hmm. before you joined. And I, one of the things that really kind of struck me, and I, I really try to look at positives because it, it it's frustrating. It is frustrating because we're already Biakos fans. And we expect we expect to be entertained, you know. Um, we're spoiled in that respect, and this isn't is not good enough. But 
perspective and, and context is everything. And we've been, it's like a broken record every time we say patience is the key word this season. We have to give the manager time. We're seeing improvement games to game. But honestly, like Ari, what I saw today was a positive signal from the manager in that he wanted to try and play football, that he wanted to control the game, the tempo of the game. He had three midfielders in there that are all positive. Even like MV Lai is the most defensive-minded yeah. midfielder we had on the pitch today. And MV Lai is always looking forward. He's always looking to play a forward pass. Same for Juan. Every time he gets the ball, he opens up his body so that he's facing forward, so that he can release the ball, play diagonally, play the ball forward. And Zinconago is a bit of an enigma right now. I don't think it's the time to judge him. Um, I did refer back to the episode with, with, um, with Phil Taylor, and uh, people should go back and, and watch that to try and understand a little bit better what this guy can bring. But, um, but yeah, the, obviously positives and, and negatives today. And I think those, those stats are also super helpful. Um, going back to the chat, <laughs> somebody, somebody asked me somewhere, who was my man of the match today? Which, which, which genius was that that asked that question? Anyway, I'm going to find that. Um, there is a question in the poll already for those of you on YouTube. It's hard to pick a, a man of the match, but we'll, we'll get to that at the end. Have a look on the poll. Click on any of those if you agree. If you don't, like leave us your, your man of the match in the chat here as well. And your vote contributes towards yeah, the man of the match for Gate 7 International. Those graphics go up on our, on our Instagram and everywhere. It was this guy... <laughs> Who was your man of the match today? Stick around. Stick around. We do man of the match and coaches grade at the end, uh, my friend. Ari, any other thoughts on the game today? Like, otherwise, we're, we can work through the comments here. There's plenty. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just trying to catch up with however many comments I can get through. And I'm seeing a lot of hate for Zinker Nago here. And although I agree that, I mean, let's just say a lot more went wrong for him today than right. And... Um, forgetting all the things I want to tell myself about, you know, maybe it's the system he needs transition. Um, working through working through the the first half, putting my son to sleep. Um, you know, when you watch a game again, you you notice other things, right? You, you that's why I like to watch games multiple times. You know, at least twice. Uh, you notice things that you didn't catch the first time around. There's less emotion. You're able to actually see what's going on and see more details. And I know exactly why Zinker Nagel started. And the reason he's the reason he's starting on this team, we've talked about some of the most important things about Gorbaton's system is the movement, right? A lot of this is the 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 system hinges on these dynamic. Uh, movement, dynamic movements, dynamic rotations between players. You and you saw some of that today, actually, especially in the first half. There was a little bit more movement going around. You saw uh, the rotating runs, uh, wing and center forward. Eladabi was actually coming deeper and wide a couple of times. You also saw it between the between in Bampuang and the forwards and wings as well. The the thing with Zinkernagel is he makes the right runs. He goes into the right spaces and you see him, you saw him involved. He was involved in a lot of things. That's not by accident. The, his problem today was execution. He would make a lovely run and then just screw up the execution on the final ball with a one, whether it was one of those one, two uh, pieces of interplay or 
uh, when there was, I think at the beginning of the second half, he beats the defender, lovely move, only to then lose the ball with a crappy pass. That's, That's the problem with him. But I'm telling you, the reason he sees the field so much is because of his movement. Um, I had said in the deep dive, my concern with him was consistency uh, because there were games I saw with Nottingham. There were some games it was like, who is this guy? Yeah. I mean, and if, if he had one of those games where that final ball, that final pass and that one, two connected and he didn't screw it up and give it away to somebody else, we would be saying he was man of the match today with, with the movements and, and the positions he got himself into. But today, it, it felt like he just couldn't get any of them right. Um, and I feel like it's kind of weird, but I feel like this has become kind of like a story of a lot of these transfers we bring in. Very hardworking players like Oleg, for example, like the Brumas. But sometimes their final their final product or the technical ability, that final product just isn't there. And as much as we love a guy that leaves it all on the field, at the same time, you have to have somebody that can put the pieces together and that can that has that technical ability. Um, but you need the uh, workhorses. You need the workhorses, and you need the Pedenzos, and you need the Miralases, and you need the you need somebody to wake to wake everyone up in the stadium as well to do something yeah. un- unpredictable. So you need. I'm, I I love me a workhorse. I, yep. I, I Oleg had another good game today, but and it's not enough. One. One other, piece, one other piece of uh, statistics you won't get anywhere else. The number of one-touch plays that we had today, we have not seen that level of one-touch interplay since the 2019 and 2020 season under Pedro Martins. And what game do you think it was the last time we saw this volume of one-touch interplay? It probably isn't that hard. Not going to venture again. I, I was thinking wolves, but I thought no. Really? Yeah, I th- I thought um, I was I was trying to go through as quickly as I could, and I could have messed this up. It's not like I had a lot of time to go through this. I was trying to go through different pass pass plays um, that had multiple sets of one two touch interplay, and I couldn't find even in the season at the COVID season. Uh, a lot of, and I thought we actually were pretty good in that season too. Not as good as 1920, but there wasn't a lot of instances of one touch in the in the season, the 2020-2021 season, funny enough. So another interesting little point for you guys to take home. And people were itching to talk about transfers and talk about free Corberan hashtags as Mike Board needs to make transfers. Yesterday, situations fault of the board. They need to clean it, plan resources, structure, whatever. Now seems like zero is done. There's a few days left. There's a few days left. I'm not. I'm not going to call this one quite yet. And I am very concerned about some of the names that I'm reading and the fact that yeah, we are very close. So the deadline day, uh, Miltos is saying 14th September last day. Guys, 15th of September at midnight, the window closes. Right. But we need to get players in to declare them for the UEFA list by the second. By the second. Four days. Four days away. Sorry, pointing. Yeah, four, four days. Fingers. 
I am concerned. I am very concerned. Um, before okay, before we start ranting again about transfers, I do want to. There, there's a lot of comments, and I do want to go through all of this. I don't. Uh, we've seen this comment before, Mike. Again, I'm sorry, Costa. We shouldn't talk about the positives and blame Martins. He's gone almost two months. We need to know what's happening with the above I mentioned. I agree. We all agree, Mike. We all want to know who our targets are. Uh, we all want to bring in a quality winger. We all want to see a player like Fidense or Miralas or Galetti. Take your pick, whatever generation you are. We need a, a, a winger that can come in and make things happen. Because, like I said earlier, you can have a brilliant midfield trio in theory, like we did today, or at least two of them, performance-wise today. But if when they get the ball forward, the first thing the attackers do is run a bit forward and then turn back and pass the ball back again, then we're saying the same thing, Adelfim. Yeah, we, we need the quality up front. I'm not satisfied with an Ivan Cavallero, 28-year-old finished player. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to be satisfied with that. I'm saying it now. Like, if, if we end up bringing in a guy like that as our big, like, make the difference, Gani di Diafora, winger nah something's like we know something seriously wrong a lot of the transfers that we've made this season they're all gambles Vasalico, go back and listen to what Ari said this guy could be like the closest thing we've ever seen to Torosidis but he's a massive risk look at his injury history the other day he announced his retirement from the Croatian national team and when we signed him, they were saying one of the reasons he came to us was he wanted game time so that he can go to the World Cup. And now he's announced his retirement. What does that mean? Is he going to retire from... I don't know. Where is he? Where's the goddamn injury list? Where's somebody to tell us, like, oh, this is what's happened to him. This is how long he's going to be out. We don't know anything. anything. It's always been like that, and it hasn't changed. It's still... In when it comes uh, Conrad de la Fuente player with potential low risk high ceiling what Ari said in his verdict but he's not even in the squad list today because we thought he had a Spanish passport or I don't know what but we've made mistakes we've got too many foreigners too many foreigners that we can't put Agibu Camara in a squad list for, for today we couldn't take de la Fuente to the game so who else have I missed? Like, we, okay, we talked about Zinc being a bit too harsh on him right now. It needs time. All Scandinavian players do, like particularly the forwards. But but so far, like we we had this chat in our in our in our chat, like WhatsApp in our WhatsApp group. Like, how are the transfers that we've made this season? Who can we really look at one and say, ah, Inbon? That's it. And he's played, what, three games? He's played three games. Yep. He made it 90 minutes today, didn't he? Played a 90-minute 90-minute game. So that's positive. But otherwise, like, I agree. We agree, guys. Mistakes have been made. And I said it before on previous episodes. We made it through to the group stages, the Europa League. All this time we've been fed 
that oh players aren't coming because we're you know first we need to guarantee European football and make sure we're in the Europa League and then we can try and convince players we're talking to players they're waiting to you know hit the button and nothing's happened so yeah. there, there, there's a situation there is no doubt a situation but there's a few days to go so I'm not going to be the one to come here and say oh, everything's shit. Let's, let's at least wait and see until the 2nd of September. But we're not beating around the bush, uh, to go back to Mike's comment. I'm not beating around the bush in any sense, in in terms of pointing pointing fingers and, and you know, being asked for people to take responsibility. Where's Vasilis Torosoulis? Who's the technical director? Who's making the transfers? Who, who decides? Assuming that's what the technical director does at this club. When, when I'm, not afraid, like, I'm not afraid to ask questions. And that's why we're here. Yeah. We're not we're not here to, to be constantly negative or constantly positive. We're here to try and look at things like as objectively as we can. Like we love the club. We wanna we wanna make uh, you know we wanna be a force for progress, force for change, making Olympiacos a more global club. You all know that the ones of you that yeah. listen to us day in, day out, week in, week out, every Sunday, whenever we go live, whenever we do episodes. But sorry, Ari. That was too long. No, dude, that's get it out, man. I'm with you. I'm with you right here. I just want to quickly shout out uh, Spados here. I don't know what a super sticker is, but it looks like he paid 99 cents for it. So thank you so much, man, uh, for the donation. We appreciate all donations. Um, Thanks, I, I, I wish I know. I want to know what a super sticker does. I've seen them before. I need to actually read about it. Um, but anyway, moving on. Thank you again, Sparos. Listen, um, We've kind of talked about this before, um, so it should be no surprise. I, for what I see um, from what how the movements of the club are being made, uh, first up, they they screwed up, right? They screwed up uh, with Martins. They trusted him. They shouldn't have, but they did. Uh, some of the moves that they made were probably for his behalf. Things didn't work out. Now. You know, but when things don't work out, okay, you own up to it. And you have to make you have to make the the remedies for the mistakes. And the club hasn't really done that yet. They've taken a lot of risks. And what I'm seeing here is a club that is primarily focused right now on trimming the budget, getting leaner, basically, because we already saw the 10 million that he dumped in before to balance the books. Probably will have to do it again. We're selling players for whatever we can get, offloading players to get them off the books however we can. And part of me, just based on what I would do as a person that was in charge of the business aspect of this, part of me sees that this is there is more focus on shedding and trimming the fat off the books than looking for the quality that uh, should be coming in. And you can try to do both, but the number of gambles that we're seeing indicates to me that this is this is much more of a, hey, we got to fix the books and then maybe we get as soon as we do what we can in Europa League this year and then hopefully things work out better the following year. That's how I see it to be honest with you, because that's how I see the moves that are being made. We're trying to get money here and there. Uh, I know people don't like when I bring up the books, but the books are a real thing. 
and it explains it explains the activity man it explains what we're seeing so don't be surprised guys if by the end of the transfer window we get a couple of let's say underwhelming uh transfers in uh, in addition to of course uh cosas fortunis and and retzos but that, I think, I, I think I'm ex- I that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. I mean, I think I mentioned about Etos and, and Fortunis already, but with regards to the budget and what you were talking about as a, as a transition year before, hello, uh, guys, Filipos from Philadelphia, USA, you're doing an incredible job. Keep doing what you're doing for listening. Yeah. Philippe, thanks for, you for your donation, my friends. It will be put to good use looking into some live score software as well always looking for ways to improve so all those donations that we get guys from you um very very much appreciated and we'll always be looking to put that to good use and always look at how we can improve the content and the materials that we that we provide for you guys um i want to go back to this vachlik now i want to get this off my chest and i've said this to the guys um in the team Every time a ball goes into the six-yard box, it's danger. Every time. And I'm really worried that literally anybody that looks at us this season, looks at all our games, the manager's just going to go get the ball out to the wings and whip it into the six-yard box. The keeper's not going to come out and just load just load players into the box. We can't clear the ball to save our lives. Because, like, you know, you know that thing we were talking about last year? when we had Zorlakis playing in goal in some of the Champions League qualifiers and we were all talking about how a defence needs to have uh, confidence in the goalkeeper that's playing behind them. And it changes everything. If you know you've got a keeper behind you and you're confident in, in you know, his ability and oh, I've got I've got Peter Schmeichel behind me, I've got Alisson behind me or whoever, you know, who, whoever your favourite keeper is. I don't. I'm not sure the two the centre backs at Olympiacos have the greatest confidence in the keeper. And not taking away from Bachlik, like Bachlik is a top shot stopper. We saw that penalty shootouts the other day, and I had that feeling in my head. I was like, we've got Bachlik in goal. Like, he's a good shot stopper. He can get us out of jail in the penalty shootout. He did it in Slovakia. He did it against Apollon at the Karaiskaki last Thursday. But my God, when the ball gets thrown into the box, into the six-yard area, it doesn't come off his line. Or he comes off so slowly. Mm -hmm. And then the defence is just struggling to get the ball away. And we've seen this so many times this season, like the volleyball in the box with the heads. And today, I think we got away with it. Because I didn't, I mean, I saw the replay once, but I haven't seen it again. I'm not sure there was much in that. Maybe Maybe another ref let that one stand. Look, Sorry. we've, I, if I, I'm not calling that to be, if that's me, if I'm the referee, I'm not calling that. But I've also seen, uh, I've also seen stuff like I've, we've seen worse called for and against us. Let's be, let's be completely yep. honest here. Did anybody remember the Rafinha handball? He was defending yep. his face. He was taking a ball to the face. That's the only time that it's okay. Against and Marseille. Not, against Marseille. He put his hand up to his face. The ball came to his face and hit him. By definition, in the book, that's fine. But they they called that. It, look, it is what it is. You know, maybe maybe I wouldn't have called it. You wouldn't have called it. But this guy did. It's not the it's not the craziest foul we've seen. It's not like it's not like some of the penalties, the dodgy penalties, certain other clubs in Greece get at a much bigger volume than we do. 
but we will, uh, you know, we will uh, let that one go. Um, oh, we have another. Oh, my goodness. Guys, another donation here. Mike Scob, not much, but it is honest work. Keep it up. Mike, look, anything you guys give us is is huge for us. Look, we I don't think we ever considered that anybody would want to donate anything to us. Like, who are we? It's just Costa, like Costa, myself, Lambro. Like you the fact that you guys believe in us and want to offer that. I I I don't think I can express or Costa can express how much it means. And seriously, guys, we this this channel's leveling up. There's things that we're doing. All of this is going to to something to help make the experience better. Whether it's better data, whether it's something for uh, live shows. The the live the live show with Lambda was a huge hit there. So we want to try and do more of those. We want to do more vlogs. All of this is going to go to making this just a way better, con- way better content for you guys. Um, so thank you guys again, everybody, anything that you guys contribute, you know, it goes to something we promise you. And then shirts guys, shirts, we, we are working on them. Uh, we're, we're trying to, to get them, to get them even at scale and get like a good bulk, good quantity of them at price. It's, it's expensive. So, but we are working on it. We're trying to do all of this so that we can be everything that the fans deserve. Thanks for the love, guys. Uh, another message from George Vlachos says, I joined a couple of months ago and it's the best live show. My nickname is Rolandinho. <laughs> Thank you, George, for the compliment. And as, as Ari said, guys, I mean, like the, the contributions, the donations that we get, they go to things like paying for our Y Scout uh, membership huh? to access data, to look at that. And one thing, one thing that, you know, we don't get paid is our time and that's not we're never going to ask that but like we spend time Ari spends a lot of time looking at data preparing those deep dives um have a look at those some new stat cards that are coming up on our socials on on Instagram on Twitter Facebook um some really good stuff so that's our that's our promise to you so so we do appreciate those donations whoever whoever feels like donating even if it's one euro two euro or whatever um we we really appreciate it but more than anything we appreciate you guys and the fact that you help us to keep growing the community um hitting the like button also doesn't cost you anything but what it does do is help get this episode out to a wider audience so if you haven't done it already and you're watching us live right now hit the like button it will go out to more people uh, right now or later on so that's really appreciated hit the bell as well under the subscribe button so that you get a notification every time we go live and you won't miss any future content right should we just should we just bite the bullet and go straight here uh, transfers <laughs> this is where we're going and sorry i just hid manos's comment maybe you can bring that one back up yeah uh, i got it here it's on the it's along the lines of the same boat anyway um, cause I, Lombro was Lombro. I saw two or three comments from Lombro saying to bring this one back up too. And I, I had missed this, so I'm glad he said something, but Manos is saying if they don't make quality transfers in the remaining day, in the remaining days, they don't deserve our support and money. We want to support the new coach, but what if the board doesn't even support him? This is a look, I'm, this is a strong stance to take guys. Um, and I, there's definitely there's definitely something to this. I understand exactly what Manos is saying. All I'm going to say at this point, let's see what happens before, at least before the European list is due. Let's see what happens. 
if anything can come of it, if we, if anything can be mobilized before that. Oh, real quick, before, before I continue with that, another one, uh, Adria Pirlo wine tester. Thank you so much, man, for the donation after a draw today at the 29th of August. Stiskaras get these lipes mazi. I do terrible with Greeklish. Thank you, Costa. You caught that better than me. Uh, thank you so much. And I saw his comment earlier about seeing me um, at the stadium. <laughs> Tell me who you actually were, sir, because I remember everybody that I met, but I can't tell by the screen name uh, who it was. So, but uh, I was so happy to meet everybody at that day. It was fantastic. Um, but I want to bring uh, this comment. Oh, go up. ahead, Gosta. Bring that one it's up. It's my, it's my cousin, Le Leonidas Pragas. Τα πράγματα είναι απλά η ομάδα είναι για να για να χαροπαλέψει το Europa ή στο Conference και η Γαβρίδη δεν. Δεν, δεν συμβιβαζόμαστε με αυτό. Πάρτε το χαμπάρι όλοι που είστε παντού, οι αλήθειες να λέγονται. Ε, λέω μου, εγώ τα έχω... I'm just gonna answer my cousin in Greek. Εγώ τα έχω πει. Η, η ομάδα είναι... αυτή τη στιγμή επίπεδου conference. Ήταν κατόρθωμα που φτάσαμε να πάμε Europa φέτος. Το είδαμε πώς πήγαμε. Χωρίς νίκη, στα πέναλτι. Και στα δύο μάτς, Για το πρεστής του συλλόγου ήταν σημαντικό να παραμείνουμε τουλάχιστον να πάμε Europa, αλλά η αλήθεια είναι ότι το ελληνικό ποδόσφαιρο και έτσι όπως είναι το ρόστερ, που δεν είναι ολοκληρωμένο, δεν είναι μονταρισμένη ομάδα, θα είναι δύσκολα. Θα είναι δύσκολα. Εγώ δεν έχω κανένα πρόβλημα να... και το έχω ξαναπεί. Από πέρσι τα έχω πει αυτά για conference και, και τι θα έπρεπε να είναι... Στόχος. Στόχος, ναι, πρέπει να είναι Champions League, αλλά πρέπει να είμαστε και ρεαλιστικοί. Η ομάδα δεν είναι για Champions League. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go back to English, but uh, it's not, we're not a Champions League level team, and I know some people said, oh, look, you know, Plitzen made it through to the group stages. Uh, you, know, some, you know, some people were saying that looking at some of the teams that are in pot four, like, you know, Olympiacos should be there. No, but what do you mean we should be there? If you're going to be there, it's because you deserve to be there. It's because you have a team and you can compete. We don't. Simple as that. And going back to your point earlier, Ari, we do need to uh, look at this season as a transition year. And that, yeah, possibly is going to be one of those tough seasons. And we should expect more next year. But, but, but there's more. There's more we need to talk about. There's more we need to talk about. And uh, sorry, guys, like we can't get... It's hard to, it's hard to get all the comments here. Um, oh, there you go. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really great guy. So you met this guy at Karaiskagi. Very good. Uh, same guy. Zinkanago, I think, is good in the build-up, but lacks fitness. Oh, I think we can say that about almost anybody on the squad, apart from the two Koreans, in terms of fitness. Uh, really. Costa, there's a really good question here. Bring it up. KN803, what do you think about El Abdelawi? Would you like him back? He might go to Ike. I, 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 my answer for this one is very straightforward. I don't have to think very hard about it. My answer is no. Yeah, I think no. As, as, much, as much as my heart is yes, it's, you know, in, in my yes, brain is like, no. Nah. And I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. He's, we haven't had a right back like him for some time. You know what I mean? 
but the as it stands, do you know what it's like to play with one with one eye on the field? I do. I took a hit once to the eye. I had to wear a patch. You know how hard it is to see the field with one eye. It it it's really tough. It's really tough, probably to just just go ahead and do it, guys. Cover cover one eye and just cover it. Leave it covered for for an hour, roughly an hour or so, and see what it's like to not have that that peripheral vision over there. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. And uh, look, I I didn't follow him much over in Turkey, but um, me neither. I've. I've heard that he would. I heard that I, I heard from some friends, some people that have DM'd me and said he was okay, but nothing special. I wish he could fully recover, man. But um, uh, it's a no for me, man. Having personally dealt with with that, and knowing how hard it is to be as good as as normal with something like that, I I can't. I can't do it. Uh, that's a no for me. Yeah, I did. I did see that rumor as well, and I do think it's Radio Arvila, like somebody. Uh, yeah. This is another one. Greg Vau says, Translation for those non-Greek speakers. Yeah. Some something being um, something. Some rumors going around that Manolas might go on loan. Is it true, true or false? I haven't heard anything, mate. I haven't heard anything of that sort. But yeah. I would not be surprised if there are anyone. I think. If, the, if an offer comes in for anyone right now, everyone's available at the right price. I don't think there's Everybody. a single player. I don't think there's a single player on this team that's untouchable right now. Before the maybe one in bum one. Yeah, besides, besides. <laughs> that's about that's about it. I don't want to have to find. It mean, took he, us too he, long to find. Yeah, he, he came ten days ago. I think you know that one's that one's safe. <laughs> and the other ones are on loan, so they can't uh, they can't break the loans. But uh, oh, this is an interesting one as well from Miltos. Epigodos, as pana na graftum, wala ta extremes na boxing club, kanena zane kuliba to prepithesi as pume na pida to perasima di dribla. Again, translation these these guys, these wingers need to go boxing club, uh, gain a bit of confidence, like, you know, so that they can dribble one on one. Maybe, maybe. It's uh, good for fitness too. I, I do like my kickboxing. Uh, very, very good, uh, very good fitness. Okay, seriously though, what else have we got here? Uh... Oh, did you bring up the? I, I know this probably would have been at the beginning. Did you bring up the subtitles thing? No, I didn't. Yeah, guys, um, we it, so YouTube now has a, a setting where we can actually do Greek subtitles. Uh, I'm not quite sure how it works for the live shows yet, but we already did testing with a couple of the other shows and they work. The translations are not the best. <laughs> the ones that we tested were sketchy, but at least it's something. So uh, a lot of a lot of the Greek listeners, about half our audience is is Greek in Greece. And uh, some people that have asked questions about, hey, how can I get the... Uh, uh, Greek subtitles. So we can do that now. We're actively going back to the old episodes, doing them, and uh, we're going to have them going forward. But just something for those of you maybe that have a hard time following English, we're going to have that for you so that you can fa- follow along uh, a little bit better. Um, just wanted to make sure that uh, we shouted that out. Yeah, that's important. And, and, and like you said, we do we do realize a lot of our listeners are from Greece um 
so that is that is important and we don't we don't neglect that and we appreciate so much as well the fact that we have so many so many people that would go and, and listen to Dionisi, Verveles, our good friends, um, that, that also come in here as well and, and support us. So, so we do really appreciate it, guys. Um, we, we obviously being a Greek club, but but we please please also like, and we might not say this enough. Like our our mission as well is to help get more Olympiacos fans or create Olympiacos fans in in different parts of the world as well. And also to reach out to people like us, I guess, or diaspora Greeks that have been born abroad with their father or their grandfather took them to Karaiskagi when they went to Greece in the summer, you know, and fell in love with the club. So, you know, that's that's important for us as well. So but 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 of course, we never we never neglect uh, the, the the fans in Greece as well. So we, we're doing, as Ari said, already going back and making sure that old episodes have Greek subtitles. Uh, and this one, of course, when when this one finishes today okay um going to keep going for another 10 minute guys transfers and stuff man of the match if we can even do that today if you haven't done so already please do like and subscribe uh, another another reminder to do so that really helps the channel moving forward and i've seen some comments about um what is it about amavi <laughs> so my leonidas is back Κάποτε βλέπαμε για να κόπλο Τζόρτζε Βιστολτίδη Τζοβάνι Γκαδέτη. Σταμάτα ρε ξάδελφια μου. Να τι λες τώρα ρε ξάδελφια. Άσε, άσε, θα αρχίσουμε να κλέμεσαι λίγο τώρα. Εντάξει. Things have changed. Things have changed. We don't have Giovanni Zachovic. Even Zachovic, man, is a fucking nutcase. But I'll never forget that freaking goal against against the real madrid i was you know uh we yeah different different times different eras I, have you seen what kiriakopoulos is doing in italy it's not happening we're going to pay 20 15 20 million to bring kiriakopoulos back okay let's talk about amavi let's talk about amavi do you want to? I don't want to. I don't even want to do a deep dive on him. No, <laughs> I, like, I don't even want to. I don't even want to design a graphic for him. Like I'm so, I'm so disenchanted. I'm so disillusioned with this news that we're signing. Jordan Amavi. So the news broke during the game from Nikos Kotsis. That we're close to signing Amavi from from Marseille on a loan with an option to buy two million euros. It's not a it's not a mandatory or an obligation to buy. It's option to buy. So, I I don't watch a lot of League One French football, but one of our really good friends, Olibiagos Fr Olibiagos France on Twitter. Guy has more than six thousand followers. He's a journalist, football journalist in France. Marseille fan as well. So when I ask him his opinion, when we ask him his opinion, we take it seriously. Now, talking to him and talking to other people about Amavi, everyone says the same thing. The guy hasn't played at a high level for two seasons. He's made about 30 appearances in the last two seasons. We've gone on loan to Nice, I think it was last season as well, for the last six months didn't even do much there 
playing week in, week out. What's he coming to do here? I feel like Ole Grabchuk is, is a better player. What, what Marshall said to us about Amavi is that he can run. But like technique, crossing ability, dribbling, forget about it. So what are we talking about? I, I really don't know what this is about. And we talked about organization and structure earlier. It's been a whole shit show with Leidner saying he's going to Israel on Friday to sort out his Romanian passport. Uh, some people are saying that we might be bringing Amavi because Zarabchuk is is going on loan, uh, is going to be sold or loaned or whatever it is. I don't get it. I don't get this transfer. I really don't. No. Nope. I really, I really don't. And sorry, Ari, one, one last thing. And I, I wrote this in a tweet earlier. A thousand times, a thousand times, I would give an opportunity to Kitsos than to sign an average player or a player that isn't better than my starting left back right now. If I'm going oh. to make a signing, I'm going to sign a player that is better than what I have right now, or at least on the same level to compete. Yep. From, from what we're hearing, this isn't the case. In all of last season, from January to the end of the season, we heard Project Simikas, Okitsos, What happens? Going to have uh, Leidner, Reabchuk, Kutris, and uh, Kitsos and Amavi, five left backs. Yeah, no, it's it, 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 this is horrible. Like, do are you and this, this is just one of those things where it's like, okay, you know what, I understand that you know, maybe the, the Greek youth, the mentality isn't there. Luciano said it. We've had other people tell us the same thing. But are you guys really going to tell me that they are worse, that what we have coming up, that some of these young guys are worse than this? Come on. Like, let me give you guys some just some baseline stats for, for Mr. Amavi here, okay? Uh, crossing accuracy, crossing volume, less than one cross per 90, under 10%. Under 10% accuracy. That's worse than Oleg. <laughs> that's that's worse than Oleg when he was at his worst. This is horrible. Come on, guys. Let's 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 look. I mean, he's got he's got some dribbling volume. I see progressive ability here. Um uh he's okay, okay in the air, but I see nothing like I see nothing. I'm looking for a a a, a an offensive wing back. I don't see anything, I don't see anything just in like the base level stats that tell me this guy can help us create, that this guy's gonna help us get forward. There's nothing there. You're gonna tell me Kitsos is worse, Gutris is worse than this. I I'm I, I can't. I'm sorry. I do not believe that. And if this is one of the, if this is one of the bams, that's in store for us, then I think then Manos Manos's comment earlier. There's uh, there's something to that. But look, we'll see. I'm 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 giving the club the benefit of the doubt. I know they want to win as much as as we do. They don't want this. They don't want to deal with this crap any more than we do. So. But um, I, I think I'm going to hope for the best. That's it. That's all I can say. I'm going to hope for the best, and we'll see what happens. But, I mean, if that's who we're going for, guys, I'd rather have Oleg Gutris Kitsos 
in the tank. That's it. You know what I mean? And go from there. If that's what you're giving me, a Mavi, forget about it. Just give me those guys. I'm done. Okay, so this is an opinion that people, including our lovely co-host Lavros Irmos, chilling on a beach, eating eating some fish or whatever you're doing, mate. Enjoy your holidays. Like, try and relax. Try and chill out. Enjoy Lefkada. Fucker. Like, you're in Greece too. I'm stuck in Belgium. Anyway, Manos. <laughs> If they don't make quality transfers in the remaining days, says Manos, they don't deserve our support and our money. We want to support the new coach, but what if the board doesn't even support him? Four days left. Four days left, Manos. I don't know if they bought in this coach because they saw him and what he did at Huddersfield with a low budget and think that he can do it again here. I do have a lot of faith in this manager from the things that I've seen. But he deserves to be given the tools. We've all said that before. And when the transfer window does come to a close, we will go and look at all of them one by one. We'll be back here and we will assess and analyse the situation with you. Uh, okay. But but until then, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt to turn this around. That's all we can well, do right now. Ari, what are you saying? Hope. Yeah. Hope that's it. That's all we can do. Uh, Nolan Linder Fox here. If only we got the left backs for a few years ago, like Rice and Zanussi. Uh, wasn't Rice booed out of, uh, was it Sporting? Wasn't he booed uh, off the field? Uh, uh, the, the, the Porto left back, you mean? Uh, no, that was Zanussi. Zaidu Zanussi was the Porto left back. Who's he was one, also sorry? one. Uh, Mateus Rice? Rice, he... Yeah, yeah, he did go to Sporting in the end, I think. Yeah, and he got booed off the field. I remember we were it was reported. Did he? Um, yeah, he got booed off the field, and then remember, uh, Luis was telling us how unhappy Porto fans were with Zaidu, and they wanted Oleg. They thought Oleg yeah. had a they thought Oleg had a higher ceiling than Zaidu. Uh, it's one of those things like grasses. Grass is always greener. You know what I mean. Um, but both of those players turned out to be not so good. Zaidu Sanusi turned out to be a player that was heavily reliant on his physical characteristics. Not much uh, here, so to speak. Uh, and Mateus Rice, I can't tell. I haven't watched him play. I just read that news bit that he was booed off the field. So I don't know if there was something else behind that. I'm just pointing that out. We were also linked with a Peruvian back too back then, Miguel Traco. Whatever happened to him? But you know, yeah. Uh, Nico score. I think this is a new sub. Uh, Nico, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for that kind yeah. comment. Um, of course, no, like I said, we, we respect all opinions and uh, we're not here to feed you sheep's food, Sano, as they say in Greek. How we see things. Όχι, χωρίς παροπίδες, ρε παιδί μου, Ολυμπιακοί είμαστε και θέλουμε να λέμε τα πράγματα όπως τα βλέπουμε. How we see things. Okay. Yeah. And we all have we have different opinions, you know, between Costa Lambro, Costa We all had different opinions. You know, Lambro, Lambro was was 
was re was readying an obituary for Nubiakos after today. He was Lambro was was really down in the dumps, poor guy. In Greece, and he was depressed already. Uh, I felt so bad. But uh, yeah, that's the, we all have different opinions. It's not always, you know, we're not gonna tell you guys that the sun is shining when it's clearly raining. That's not the type of people that we are. So this is, we tell you our opinion and usually it's data fueled. It's data driven. It, we don't just make up crap. This isn't the Guffin Neo here. Everything that we do, we support with, with, with either real information, data or statistics. And that's how we formulate our opinions most of the time here. Guys, we've been going for more than an hour. Um, Lot, still still the comments is going off here. People talking about James Rodriguez, people talking about Adam Unas. We can keep going all night long. Um, maybe there's some news uh, for those of you that do stay up until 12.30, 1 o'clock, uh, 2, 2 o'clock Greek time, waiting for that Nikos Kotsis tweet. I'm going to bed. Uh, I'm going to bed. Tomorrow's another day, guys. Um, thank you for, for sticking with us tonight. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the conversation few more days left so we've got another game on saturday we'll probably be back uh, if not after the game definitely on a sunday as usual like and subscribe if you haven't done so already also thank you to our sponsor bet us if you're a betting man go to betus.com.pa use our code gate 7 intl you can get a hundred percent boost on your first deposit if you put 100 100 bucks you'll immediately get 125 as a nice gift by using the code GATE7INTL if you're a betting man. Um, there you go, guys. Another episode of GATE7 International coming to an end. This is Costa signing off with Ari Ade. Talema next time. Yeah. GATE7 International by the fans, for the fans. Adios. Oh, pour pas Jésus, la